0: And by the way, our educational page on our website is also open to the public. You do not have to be behind online banking credentials. We're putting it out there for anybody who would like like it. Mm -hmm. And it's across the different again the financial lifespan. There's a whole section on preparing to buy a home. There's a section on preparing for college costs. Those, you know, it's the different topics that are personal finance. Mm
1: We are looking forward our way. We're in Studio C in the 511 Studios. This is Brett, and Carol is with me again today. How are you? I'm good, Brett. Thank
2: you. How are you today? I'm doing good. doing good. I'm doing well and really excited with our program today, providing our audience with solid information and resources to help build their path to financial stability and growth. Today, let me welcome our wonderful guests from BMI Federal Credit Union, Sarah Borland is the Vice President of Business and Community Development for BMI and also with us as Nancy Sullivan Graf, who is their Financial Education Manager. So thank you both for joining us.
0: Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you.
1: Well, Sarah, let's first discuss the differences between credit unions and other financial institutions. It's always pros and cons. You know, we're here basically with this episode to make sure you shop know where you're, you know, banking, right. um, and and we you know, got to make decisions of where to park your money. Uh, provide the listeners with some advantages of working with a credit union.
3: Sure. Absolutely, Brett. Well, I think that, you know, it's important that credit unions are viewed as a sound financial institution, just like banks are. Uh, we're just different in some ways. And, you know, one way, main way we're different is that we're not-for-profit financial cooperatives, Um, We're still federally insured. We're insured by um, an entity the NCUA Uh, We have member owners, so we don't have they're not called clients. They're not called customers They're called they're called members because they own us. They own the financial cooperative Um, We generally have lower rates uh, on loans We have higher yield on savings products because we don't have shareholders to pay Uh, we have you know typically lower fees uh, we like to focus a lot on providing personal service at credit unions, so making sure that we are giving, since they are members, uh, they are getting the personal attention they deserve and that they are getting um, that one-on-one care that's unique to their situation. Um, but I think the most important thing that is important, no matter your financial institution, is just to make sure that you are Have that financial stability, and that you have that guidance, and you feel like you have that support, no matter who you're with, who you're banking with. Um, You know, banking's a verb. It's it. So you you can uh, you know choose a a credit union. We believe very strongly in in what credit unions can provide and in the credit union difference. But uh, you know, the important thing is just that you trust your financial institution. You have an open line of communication with them. You feel like you can come to them. Uh, when you have an issue or or even when you don't just have a have an ability to talk to them about what is going on in your life and that, um, you know, at BMI, I, we just feel like if you reach out to us and you talk to us that that we will listen and we will work with you depending on whatever your needs are.
1: And I know over the years, the eligibility has trans- kind of okay. changed a lot, hasn't it, in regards to used to be only available if you worked at a certain right. business and such or lived in a certain area now that a lot of changes right. for eligibility too
3: yeah credit unions were originally started by the employees of the companies that they worked at to help their fellow employees mm-hmm. and and to lend them money as a as a uh, ability to provide credit to them lines of credit so um yeah we were started by Bethel Memorial Institute in 1936 Uh, so scientists lending to other scientists and we have we grew uh, substantially um, over the years and then around the 2000s we started uh, growing by merging in other credit unions Uh, so not just serving Battelle employees we started serving Worthington Industries and merged their credit union in and then um, Schottenstein's credit union and uh, so we grew that way, but still focused strictly on employer groups. So we were serving just the employees of specific um, organizations. Uh, then around 2010, we decided, you know, we really, we want to grow. We want to make sure that we're providing uh, our members as much opportunity as we can to serve them and serve the community. You know, we that's the, that's the, with being not open to the public and only serving employees is that no one can walk in off the streets and join the credit union, you know, and we wanted to be able to serve people who needed us where they needed us and in the communities and, and in those neighborhoods. So um, it is something that is unique to credit unions where we are chartered. So uh, we were originally chartered to serve uh, specific select employer groups. And we changed our charter, which most credit unions have these days, to a community charter. So we specifically serve anyone who lives, works, worships, or attends school in Franklin or the seven surrounding counties here in central Ohio. Uh, And then we also have – there's a separate way that you can join, which is through – um, family. So if, you, if you're if you a uh-huh. member, then anyone that is your immediate family, even if they do not live in Central Ohio, can join the credit union. Um, so that's the two ways that, mm-hmm. that you have the eligibility to join BMI specifically. Um, and every credit union is chartered differently. So I, it's important that if you are looking at joining a credit union, you look at their eligibility requirements and make sure that they are um, in line with what where you are and what you're able to do. Um, there are still credit unions out there that only serve select employer groups or serve select uh, areas of business. There's ones that just serve the transportation industry. There's, you know, so so there are specific. But typically, you know, when you do your research, and that's what we strongly encourage you do, um, you do your research and you ask your friends, ask your family um who who they work with who they trust and and that's the best way to get you know put in line with i think the right financial institution for you right.
2: in, you know uh, credit unions in central ohio have had a uh, a good history here mm-hmm. um my parents both belonged to credit unions that were connected with their companies but i always thought of credit unions as really being cutting edge back in the 70s A good friend of mine, who was single, lived with her sister, who was single. Were trying to buy a house, and they no bank would lend them money as two single women. And and they these both of them were uh, one was um, in a school system, uh, a uh, librarian in a school system. The other worked for the federal government. Mm -hmm. Well, she was very upset with the banks. Went to her credit union manager told him what happened. And he said, no problem. And they got their home loan through through the credit union. And she told him, she goes, I will never deal with mm-hmm. those other institutions. Um, so the the credit unions have really been strong here. Mm-hmm. And um, you're basically getting a real bang for your buck.
3: Right. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, going back to what I had said that, you know, we really do want to hear your story like we want to, we don't just put numbers into a computer and it spits out yes you can have a loan no you can't uh we you know talk to them about of course we have algorithms and we have processes Mm -hmm. and you know what responsible financial institution wouldn't have that but we also want to hear um, we want to understand how long they've been employed we want to hear about you know um, outside factors. And and we take all of that into consideration when we um, work with someone on making sure that they're making the best decision for them. You know, we don't want to put them in a high-risk situation either and make sure that they're able to pay it back alone. And, but we also want to grant people that opportunity and make sure that we are listening to them and understanding their situation and giving them opportunities that maybe another financial institution wouldn't give them based on just a set of numbers.
2: Right. Very good. Yeah. So going forward now with our, our new financial situations, given the pandemic um, many Americans are facing uh, really terrible, terrible situations uh, compared to the great economy we had before yeah. the, the pandemic. So um it's got to have impacted your members quite a bit. So what is BMI specifically doing to help members during this time?
3: Well, yes, the the pandemic has brought, you know, big changes for our members, our economy, our community, uh, and it's impacted how we interact with them and how we help them manage their money. Um, until, so fairly soon after the government, you know, or They came in and and closed restaurants and, you know, we started um, changing what you were able to do and and things like that. You know, a lot of um, I know BMI, a lot of our staff was sent remote and and we were, you know, uh, working from home. Um, And then our lobbies were shut down and by appointment only. So you had to call in, schedule an appointment to be able to come in. We just reopened lobbies on November 2nd of this year. So, um, so we went in and just decided it was primarily drive-through only. Um, but the important thing that you have to do when you make a significant change like that, that it really impacts members. And if they're used to walking it, being able to just mm-hmm. walk in right. and say, I want, I, you know, and, and getting that personal attention and that personal care to make that shift is Hard And to Mm -hmm. help people, you know, understand that their money is still safe. We're still wanting to. We're just trying to protect them in other ways now, too. And um, so we decided to make a strong focus on educating, on telling them different ways, pushing them toward helping them get set up for mobile banking. You know, uh, I know we're scheduling a lot of appointments in the branches, which we never really had done before. To if they had questions on getting set up on mobile or online banking, helping them understand. Because we have a very, uh, High tech system. Our our online banking is fairly intuitive, and and once you get in it, it's you know it's fairly easy to understand, and it does really cool things. And mm-hmm. um, I think that you know once we were able to get people signed up and walk them through the look of the of the website and the mobile version, um, you know they could see that they could do a lot of these things themselves, and right. and save them the trip out to the to the credit union, which. We'd love to see their faces, but in this environment, yeah. it just wasn't, it wasn't safe. And, you know, we just felt like that was the best way to protect them. Um, and then obviously still have the drive throughs open. So we would, you know, encourage them to come through the drive-thru and we could still provide them that one-on-one service just in a social distancing, safe manner. Um, we would push them, you know, we've got a lot, our onsite call center. So we have an onsite contact center where they are there to help. You are calling in. It is right outside Nancy and I's office, um, inside the building, and they are there to help during business hours and take calls. Um, they, you're not talking to a robot or a machine. You right. are not having to go through all these hoops to get to a person uh so we had you know people online on standby ready to help and guide people through when they needed it and i think that that was an important way to assist members in transitioning to not having that same one-on-one attention in branch that they were used to having um you know we have uh A program called call 24 where you could call into an automated system and get your basic banking needs um, Mm -hmm. in a in an automated way. And so that was a way to help them then after hours. But of course, then next day, if you want to call in and talk to a human, we were there for you. And so just, you know, making sure we were focusing on uh, supporting them. Through knowledge but also just protecting them from a safety and, and health perspective. I,
2: I think the, the hardest part for all of us at during the shutdown in March was the suddenness of it. Yes. And it affected us individually and personally, but to then pivot large organizations was it's it's incredible what our uh companies here yes. in central ohio have been able to do it's amazing we, so
3: we went from zero people working remotely zero in the credit union and there's about 100 employees that work at the, at our credit union uh to all accounting business development marketing all, all the people in the departments in our corporate office remote. Mm -hmm. Um, within a matter, like I I remember that my team coming into my office and saying, okay, guys, if you're able to, you know, work remotely here, you know, here's some, we're going to try to get these things in place to almost the next day saying, okay, you guys can't come back. Yeah. Here's, here's here's a laptop. Here's a laptop. I I might not see you for a few months. It, It was like you said, just so sudden how quickly things escalated. Uh, From that perspective and and once you know the governor would make announcements that would just continue to escalate things just in such a short time span it really definitely uh, caused us to have to pivot to a a online um, you know and and Nancy can speak to her having to pivot to from a financial education perspective um, serving all of the uh, the members that she serves virtually um you know the the other business development members go they can't go on site on employer groups anymore you know right. they used to go on site because they don't have anybody there, have anybody there. exactly oh gosh, so there's yes. no employees to go on site to serve our employees aren't there it it just it just shifts your focus and it shifts how you can serve people but we still i think our organization and i think organizations across the board were forced to to pivot very quickly, and have done their best to adapt, and maybe some better than others. But I think that um, overall, financial institutions, thankfully, have been uh, are a you know necessary service, and so we have um, mm-hmm. been able to continue to serve members and customers at banks, um, you know, without interruption to service.
1: Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. How have you, as a culture? This is a little bit off of questions, but it's come to mind as a culture inside. Now you're all remote,
3: mm-hmm.
1: kept that BMI culture going remotely. Has that been difficult?
3: Well, I mean, we're used to seeing each other's faces right, every day. Right. And and so, I mean, difficult in the way that we, especially I can speak to my department, you know, we go into each other's office and talk about mm-hmm. things and, you know, you just pop over right. and and. I'm used to a lot of traffic in my office, you know, but they come and and share what happened that day, the call they just had. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, a little, I mean, I I know that I'm probably swinging it off topic too, but it it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to not see their faces. It's hard. I love that I get to see Nancy right now. <laughs> uh, it's hard to, to not be able to have that interaction without it being forced. You know, the, the phone, having to set up a Zoom meeting or uh, have them text me like, do you have a minute to talk rather than just mm-hmm. swinging by? And I know that, you know, we probably our uh, we have employees still on site and our senior team, our CEO goes in every day. And he said, it's, it feels like a Saturday in here every day because it's so quiet. And he's like, I'm just used to seeing people. So, I mean, I think that it's, it's presented challenges. I think that, you know, yeah. I, there's always communication challenges when you don't, aren't face-to-face with people but um again you just making the best of it and yeah. keeping in mind that this is what the most safe environment is for our staff and for each other and just adapting and doing the best we can
1: right and, and that's the answer i was looking for basically is that you know every company especially those that aren't a necessary company trying to do that the best they can mm-hmm. to serve their customers mm-hmm. so, i
2: i yes and we are all way too impatient with each other right, and right, I'm right. hoping that maybe that's backed off a little bit. I don't know. Um, we'll but see. hopefully, yes, it, it's, you know, it's really sad when going to the grocery store is your social contact for yes. the week. I, know. <laughs> well, so. I, I think me and I yeah. has
0: also, we, we always have our members, um, safety in mind, but they've also, as an employee, um, been very good about as an employee, they've, they've been very assertive that they want us to be safe too. Right. And really made a fast pivot to getting us equipped properly to work at home, mm-hmm. get procedures in place. Right. And um it, it, and that was I that was really nice to made me really happy to work there mm-hmm. because I felt like they were trying very hard to keep the entire team safe and it prided themselves on um, how healthy our employees have remained mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. since March. Um that's right. Yeah. Put a lot of energy into it.
1: Good. Wonderful. Well, Sarah, are there um any particular services or programs that are available to central Ohioans to help them in the life transition, you know, college education, marriage, home purchases, in, in course retirement?
3: Well, yeah, I mean, I think Brad, no matter where you are in life, um we've got members across all ages. So, mm-hmm. we've got uh the people that have that are very proud of their Three four digit account numbers that, that yeah, still like the the founders, founders. 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 oh, oh they no. still Goodness. call in and, and they they're very proud of the fact that they and and I think it's amazing Funny. I mean that they uh, that is a sense of pride for them how cool that oh, they that, that is something that they yeah. call in and that is they think it that's as cool as as we do is that they have been with the credit union so long and that they have have stuck with us and. They've got had their kids join, and they have grandkid accounts, and I mean mm-hmm. that they have just been lifelong BMI, ma- and we get people that come in all the time, or, or work at different employer groups that we partner with, and they're like, "Yeah, I've been a member at BMI, since my grandfather worked at Battelle." I mean, they they tell you, and isn't and that amazing? It wow. is. It's very cool that sense of pride. Um. So, but we have lots of members that have joined, you know, from, uh, you know being in community now that since we've changed about a decade ago and and uh but it's important i think to through all of life's transitions as i said just to make sure you have sound ethical advice and just to make sure that you have that resource um and bmi feels like we can be that resource uh to provide them that information to to not push a product um to make sure that when you're speaking to uh either your credit union your bank that that when you have a need that they talk to you about that need and that that they don't talk to you, push you in other directions. And and I think that being cognizant of that and and listening to what they're saying and, and uh understanding that, you know, they have your best interest in mind. That's that's just such an important thing to recognize and something that I feel very comfortable with with how we communicate with our members. So that's why I think I feel so strongly about how BMI serves its its member base is right. because I know that that's our approach. Uh, and, you know, I think just having that resource and then just knowing that we've been around for as long as we have and that we have that history with people, um I think that we've been able to establish that we will be there through their college through their through marriage, purchasing their home. And they're
1: not jumping out at a certain point in their life,
3: right. right.
1: that, okay. i I don't need. This service anymore as a bulk. I'm right. going to move on.
3: There is never a point in right. your life where you really don't need a financial institution, you know, uh, unless you go off the grid. Right. You, you right. are going to need sound and ethical well, and, financial advice yeah. at and, all times. So. Right.
2: And to our listeners who may or may not be in central Ohio, mm-hmm. these are all important issues for you to also wrestle with in your community. Mm-hmm. um whatever institution you use whether it's a the the traditional banking group or really looking at what else is out there for you there are, there are credit unions in every community bmi is a federal credit union you are backed by federal government just like any other institution and so those are the kinds of things that we want to make sure our audience think about as they're listening we're not just talking really about central ohio we're talking about wherever you are at this moment in need of financial assistance so uh, look around in your community and we'll put um, lots of information on our show notes so any resources that either of you have we can also add in along with contact information for bmi so wonderful
3: and there's also i just just to make note uh, you mentioned that you know we are a federally chartered credit union there are also not to get in the weeds too much but there are also state chartered credit unions so um, a majority of the larger credit unions actually in most states are state chartered so Mm -hmm. they are uh, have they are funded um, through different funds they're still insured Uh, they still provide the same services they are just Again, there's federally chartered credit unions and state chartered. So, um, you know, they they just are kind of how they function is a little different and just how they do right. things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but in general, they all operate the same way and their service areas can be a little different. So, um, but... Uh, again, when it comes down, when it boils down to it, a credit union is a credit union. We're all not-for-profit financial cooperatives right. that serve members and and provide great benefits and services. So that's good one, to clarify that. That's yeah, good. I I just, just, you bet.
2: well, and it and I'm I was sort of thinking and didn't actually say it out loud, but uh, there are a lot of folks who are jumping on the internet and finding little places to put money. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that as long as you've done your homework right. and really checked and made sure that when you send money to this online institution that it actually exists and you're not throwing your money away. Mm-hmm. So, um, and in terms of also our um, our audience, BMI and the the other credit unions have that cooperative. Um, online banking system the ATM system Nancy always told me about and right and mm-hmm. so you know those are the kinds of things you want to you know check into and make sure that you're on the right track so good so speaking of right track let's go ahead and keep <laughs> moving on here BMI has an incredible financial education program and it has actually bloomed over the past few years at least um, my all my time with Nancy and in uh, our previous lives or my previous life at, and um, nonprofit work work. And um, so I really got to know and understand what you were trying to do. And and it concentrates on budgeting, saving and financing dreams, which I love that idea. Homes and cars are financial dreams. Um, my my uh, home when the pandemic started turned out to be uh, a money pit, <laughs> doing all the things I hadn't done for years. That I'm home watching and looking at now. So, um, so yeah. So we want to. We do need to continue to to finance those dreams. But Nancy, let's go ahead and do an overview of the educational program and how do you suggest that a member begin. And uh, let's go through all those topics.
0: Okay. Well, first off, um, we do have a formal financial education program at this time, and there's three pieces to it. But before I jump into that, I want to also mention that as a credit union, we've always been about financial education for our members. Before we had official financial coaches and personal finance workshops and webinars – our branch managers would go out to our companies and help uh, the employees learn about credit and those type of things. We just really formalized it. I think it was about 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we've evolved to now, we have three parts of our program. We do um, a lot of um, workshops, which are now we made an instant pivot from workshops to webinars um, with the pandemic, but um, on different personal finance topics. Um, anywhere from budgeting to uh, how to manage your debt to um, um, understanding how your credit score works um, and um, let me see what else we uh, the home buying preparing to buy a home right really their education in the area of personal finance um, for our members and now actually those are also open to the community now when we community chartered in 2012 we opened up um, that led us to want right. to open up our educational efforts right. when we formalize them to our companies, our current members as well as community. So a lot of it is open to everyone.
2: So really helping people through their transitions,
0: right? And really wherever they're at is where you know there's different stages in a uh, financial lifetime, and so we're trying to support the, our members that are looking for support with the education they need to make the decisions that. Uh, that work for them. Um, So we do a lot of webinars now um, that we're using the Zoom platform right now. Um, And that that was was fun. Uh, (laughs) You know, it was was a little bit of a um, transition for me because our tagline at BMI, Federal Credit Union, is we make banking personal. So we've always prided ourselves on when you come into our branches, you see our members face to face. You're not looking at a screen. When we do workshops, we're going out to our companies in person. We're Bringing them into our member meeting room, so we had we're still making it personal, but now a lot of times it's through a screen when it's our our webinars. Um, so
1: is this the time to tell her, Sarah, that she's going to have a stand up, cardboard stand up, <laughs> and just send out to people? Yes. That, hey, while I'm here, just look at me. I'm a stand up.
3: <laughs> uh, well, and, and and it's been interesting for Nancy just to you know to her credit, you know, back when all of this started, people still. When on a Zoom still had their little picture, you know, people still ha- made an effort to like have their faces on the Zoom. Now everyone puts their screen black and doesn't show. Mm-hmm. So she's just to go from speaking to in front of right. people and mm-hmm. ha- seeing reactions, reading people's faces, seeing that they're understanding the content, seeing blank Nothing. screens and just just basically Hey, everybody out there, Can yeah. did I go, you know, right. can you still hear me? Are you me? taking I mean, a nap? That, right. <laughs> and, and, I mean, hats off to her for being able to, you know, make that transition. Because what a challenge to be able to speak, you know, in front of people, to have to go to not, you know, being able to have that interaction with people. Right. And, um, you know, that I'm sure has been a challenge. Yeah, because
0: I, I, do, I do enjoy the feedback that you – from looking at folks. Right. Oh, but, um, right. but, you know, we are still coming up with ways to connect even through this, the computer screen. And there's different tricks with Zoom, with annotate and chat. So we are we're we're, we're we like to think we're getting better all the time. And we're adding those in to make sure we are connecting with the mm-hmm. folks that are out there listening to us. It's a different experience for our members, too. right? So right. Th- those are a big part of our educational program, our, our workshops slash webinars. We also have two other pieces that I think are equally important. And again, speak to our, us trying to meet our members wherever they're at. We have a very, a pretty extensive online learning center on our website, uh, and we um, curate that content. We have different kind of um, – there's learning modules. There's articles to read. There's a lot of tools like calculators for debt payoff or calculating how much mortgage you can afford. And, um, uh, we, and, and we just added, we, have added to that since the pandemic. And we're, we're hoping to make it, um, sort of easier to get to. Um, and we've, we've abs- absolutely seen an increase in the member oh, traffic that. or the, uh, um, and by the way, our educational page on our website is also open to the public. It's, you do not have to be behind online banking credentials. We, we're putting it out there for anybody who would like like it Mm -hmm. and it's across the different again the financial lifespan there's a whole section on preparing to buy a home there's a section on preparing for college costs those you know it's the different topics that are personal finance and we also have our financial coaching program at the credit union and we offer our members and the um folks who are employees at our partner employers we still work with about 300 employers i Mm -hmm. think in central ohio Um, uh, financial coaching. Um, Now the pivot with the pandemic was um, we were doing that before pre pandemic. We did that. That was all face to face. And I would actually, I do the majority of it. I'm not the only coach at the credit union. We actually have several have taken the credential, but I do the majority of it. I was going to all the branches. Again, we want to meet our members where it's at. We want to make it easy to be a member and easy for you to move forward financially. So I would uh, schedule at all the branches we had in central Ohio. Um, We have five. Um, so the pandemic, we immediately shifted to phone scheduling over the phone. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't, was not sure how that was going to go, but it's actually, it's working very well. Most people were very, um, we're fine with having a phone conversation and follow a phone call. And so we have a way to schedule phone appointments now on the on our website. You used to pick the branch you wanted to meet at. Now, the only choice is schedule a phone call. Nice. And we hope when yeah. things when things turn around, we hope to get back to face to face. But a benefit of the phone system is that we can serve more members. Right, um, because we're not driving around all day to different branches. I'm at home. I can schedule. Have more people on the schedule. Right. Um, well,
2: and and things always come up, and you drive to a branch, and then the person for whatever reason can't be there. Then you've wasted a yeah, good portion that, of your day. That
0: happens too. And and the um, uh, the coaching again is it's everything we do is member driven. So the member pick pick they choose what they want to work work on, um, and the drop down on the um, um, our choice i think that was later we have like the the most popular topics i think that would help if people knew are like budgeting and saving mm-hmm. um managing debt right. um home buying like it's typically a first time home buyer mm. who doesn't really understand how mortgages work oh, and right. um you know we we have our mortgage department can does a lot of this also but if it's someone really just getting started and they maybe need a little extra time um, more education on the different types of mortgages, how you prepare to get qualified for a mortgage. Mm-hmm. we we do we have a lot of back and forth with the mortgage folks at um, BMI. And then um, a lot of folks are very interested in c- their credit reports and credit score review, particularly right. when we first started, it was very popular. Um, and that was when um, really the general public was much more aware of credit because of the apps that were coming out mm-hmm. and um, um, there was more like publicity on your credit score. So we do quite a bit of folks just want to come in and maybe do a little deeper dive on their credit report. Or um, again, we work with our other departments. If a member is denied for a loan, we like to say not yet instead of no. And we provide the member with the opportunity to come through our coaching program to do a little deeper dive on what is it that we're seeing Good. that is yeah. causing a denial and what steps we can help them. If they would like, come up with really a detailed plan on uh tips to get right. where they need to be. Right, um, and, because um, it
2: could be something really small that wouldn't yeah. take very much for them to fix. Yeah, there's
0: a lot, a lot of uh, credit report review, credit recovery, or even just establishing credit for younger members who, maybe they haven't, they don't have any loans that are reporting. So a lot of education around credit and um, improvement and building or establishing credit. And then we also um, have a section for um, student loan repayment. Mm. Education. Oh, my gosh. Um, And that evolved. Again, that wasn't originally on the menu, but because of our work with so many of our members, like, you know, population in general, have a lot of student loans and there's a lot of... um,
2: And parents having difficulty because they've signed on on those loans. And there's, you know,
0: especially the federal loans, there's multiple different type of repayment plans now and navigating those waters is somewhat overwhelming. And um, so we also can support members. We don't do... We don't... um, do it for them but I'll have members come in and help them make that um, You know, we'll support them in the coaching office before pre-pandemic where we would make that call to the student loan servicer and help coach them on what to ask for and how you educate yourself before you make that call on different type of programs that are available. We actually have a webinar on it now too because um, thanks to my own situation with myself with student loans some of my children and their student loans and working with members on student loans I have a lot of knowledge about student (laughs) (laughs) loans unfortunately maybe Unfortunately, <laughs> but that is also one of the topics that we deal with a lot in our financial um, coaching program. So it's a three-part program. It is the coaching one-on-one, the free webinars or w- that used to be workshops that are webinars now, and um, and then the online learning center. And you can find all of this stuff on our website. And people have different styles. Some people just really like a one-on-one conversation. Um, and other folks like more the let me just work at my own pace. Mm-hmm. So so we, we're trying to kind of meet People wherever they're at. Okay. Uh, let
2: me let me go back and and um, the financial fitness self assessment is that still um, an opportunity for folks to get started? More just like ask a question and then all of a sudden they realize it's an issue.
0: You know, I loved that you found that. That's available on our website. We developed that piece in house, and we came up with ten um, a list of ten things that are connected to financial fitness. And you can do it yourself, and we also have a workshop on it too. But we wanted to design it if someone just wanted to do it themselves. And that kind of evolved out of um, uh, when we first started the coaching program, so much focus on credit right and then you're in this a while and and i felt that some people that what we were missing with some of the members was your credit score is not really the best indicator of if you're financially stable or your financial oh exactly it's absolute. it's absolutely one it is important but it's not the most important right and we were having some situations you know we're member driven so if a member came in and wanted to work on credit we would be Absolutely, that's what we're going to do. and then maybe we would be doing a budget to find some funds to maybe pay off an old debt or something, and it we'd be doing the budget and it would be revealed that they didn't have car insurance or that they oh, there were goodness. like other pieces that were missing or or and also the members would get to trust the coach and maybe would reveal like they hadn't filed their taxes in a few years. Now, none of this is insurmountable. But um, that's kind of where the financial fitness self-assessment evolved out of is, you know, let's make sure we're not missing anything that's important. Mm -hmm. And even if we are, and it's also, um, we can't work on 10 things at the same time, but at least now we have this list and we can help us prioritize what what you want to work on. Um, The member tells us what they want to work on, but typically a member might come in and say, I want to work on this. And if we do use the assessment, we say, is that still what you want the focus to be, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't.
2: Well, and you're going to be able to give them the advice of, well, yes, this is important, but if we fix this, that's going to be easier to fix. Exactly, and, and, so-
0: and like in the case with the automobile insurance, I remember the member that made me add that we have to add that you are carrying proper insurance for your stage in life. That is one of the ten of our on our um, financial fitness self-assessment. Um, uh, that it wasn't really telling him what to do, but it was educating him that by not – by lapsing in that area, there's, there's some risk to your financial stability, right? You can be sued. You can lose your assets, those kind of things and letting him choose. And like, we are not an insurance agency, but we do more like member support with like consumer education, where we helped him compare apples, compare three different Mm -hmm. policies. And maybe we want to like wait on the credit stuff and let's, let's get you an affordable, help you find an affordable policy, like consumer education. You know, call Right. right. but again, always member driven. But the assessment has ten items that we view as important to financial um, fitness. And again, it is these are the basics. It's like that you're able to pay your loans and bills on time. Um, that you do understand your credit score mm-hmm. and how it, and and how to keep it strong or improve it. That you are properly insured. That you are saving for your um, future slash retirement that you are saving that you have an emergency fund it's got mm-hmm. those type of items on it
2: well and i think it goes back to um the same issue that we always talked about in job seeking you don't know what you don't know right. and this kind of a checklist is going to give somebody an opportunity to really understand where they are because if they didn't learn as a child about saving, right. how how do you learn? You have to learn at some point in time. So that's kind of why I was really sort of yeah. pinpointing that, and um, we'll include that information too in the show notes because I think it's a really for somebody who has not had a good experience in their financing, and um, or ju- or possibly young, not really at that point of where they even have a checking account. This is a great place for them to get that. Well,
0: I'm glad you brought that up because we're really proud of that piece. We developed that in-house. We absolutely scoured the world for an assessment tool. There's other pieces that are out there, but we wanted ours to – we know our members at the Federal Credit Union, and we know um, we're – Real focused on our members, and so we wanted a piece that set, well, worked for us, so we, we did that, and that's an in-house piece from BMI. Well,
2: just like the calculators that you mentioned were on the on the system. A lot of times, if you go in and you know you check at Money Magazine or one of those others, you can look at all those kinds of lists or calculators or information, and then suddenly you're getting bombarded mm-hmm. with. Just buy this and buy that and mm-hmm. do this and do that. This way, not only are they getting good, sound financial information, but it's not going anywhere. You're, right. you're, they're working with you in directly one on one. And so. if
0: people are feeling financial stress, it's mm-hmm. it sort of helps like slow it down, right? Simplify it. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get things in priority order for you, um, and and can help navigate all that Um, because when people are stressed financially there's actually some research on the brain processes are you don't calculate as well it's harder to listen and um, it kind of helps settle that down and 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 focus on um, what the most important thing is and again on the form it says what is your um i think the um question is after the checklist, that says, what is your biggest concern at this time?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, I'm worried about anything that they check, you know, three, four or five on, but anything that's checked a five for sure. But again, the member, I say,
3: what What are you losing sleep over? What right. do you want to focus
0: on? Mm-hmm. First? Right. So. right.
3: And, and I think that it does lead to, like you just said, leads to good questions because mm-hmm. sometimes they, it makes them process, you know, am I able to pay my bills every month? Well, then that might help you lead down the road. Well, if they are self aware enough some to say you know the somewhat option like in the middle yeah. um you know maybe that's an opportunity for you to sit down with them and look at their bank statement and see where they're spending their money and mm-hmm. and it helps give some focus to if they if they're aware that maybe there's some spending habits happening that they can change um that it can help you know and, and that's that's because that's what it kind of can boil down to it always right. boils down to saving and right. and manage how that's how everything that trickles back to you know nancy and i talk about is is saving and, and how you spend save and spend budgeting budgeting budgeting,
2: budgeting. We're absolutely you know and i think one of the things that's happened in our um world of everything pops here and there and constantly changing and is that folks don't um, look at the paperwork whether it's hard copy or online but the the details of financing so as you said you know if they're going and buying a seven dollar cup of coffee every day that's an issue yeah And you don't even realize it because the habit is there. You
0: know, and I have uh, mixed feelings about that because sometimes particularly the younger members will come in and go, oh, you're going to tell me I can't get my coffee every day. And I'm like, absolutely not. If that's a priority for you, but I just we just need to make sure it's in the budget exactly. And when right. we say it's exactly. in the plan, that means that you're going to love spending that seven dollars for your coffee because you're going to be so happy because you've done your spent. We you know we, really we talk about budgets as plans, spending and saving plans because you know that you're going to be able to pay all your bills. You're saving some in your emergency fund. You're participating in your retirement right. plan at work, and you go spend that money and have fun because you know you've met um, the need, your, your plan right. Um, but uh, and also it's there is a the coaching program being. Um, like embedded in the credit union is really a special feature about it because I think we save a lot of time because, as Sarah said, mm-hmm. um, your transaction history can reflect your priorities. Um, that's kind of a blunt way of saying that. Um, and what a lot of times people come into the coaching program because their tr- their priorities have changed and they're trying to get their spending and their saving to make that shift to their right. new priorities. Like, get, They wanna go into their marriage debt-free, a baby's on the way. They're thinking about maybe reti- get, being able to go part-time or back a little bit out of the formal mm-hmm. workforce. Mm-hmm. So their priorities have changed and they're trying to adjust their spending and saving habits to, to meet their priorities. We do quite a bit of that from like the big picture. Mm. But having like, like, if a member is a debit card user, has their checking account with us, and also we also have a Visa credit card, We've got all your transactions, if that's what you're mostly using. Right. We can, I have had members, I say, well, let's take a look. What do you think you're spending on restaurants? And we have an online budgeting tool um, called My Finance Tool that's free for our members. And this particular young lady was quite savvy and fast on the keyboard. So she, we were able to put in and it pulls all your transactions out. And I go, what do you think you spent in the last month? And she goes, well, she guessed. And then we pulled them out and um, we pulled out what the, My Finance Tool indicated her. Visa and her Visa debit card had used and it was like three times. What oh she wow! Thought. It was very right. eye opening. That's not it doesn't always happen. And the pandemic has helped many members really cut back on their eating. Out. True. So, <laughs> I mean, there's a silver lining, I think, in this. So I don't because... know though. I spent a lot more at the
2: grocery <laughs> store.
0: Right. But she just couldn't eat out for a while. Right. So now that the delivery services are back, we're seeing a lot of that. But so so it's having the coaching embedded in the credit union. I think saves a lot of time. Mm-hmm. If, particularly with our full members that have. Their direct deposit with us, and perhaps might have an IRA with us, or their Visa with us, or their car loan, or their home loan. We, you know, we're a full service financial institution. We really can um, sort of save some time, and and we don't have to say, "Go fill out this form and put all the interest rates on your um, your your loans." We can look them up right there, right? Right. So it's it's very very handy and and a good way to support our members. Do
2: do you? I'm kind of pivoting here on my Mm -hmm. question from. Doing this, and particularly when you're starting with a new member, are you finding people who are less finance savvy because they haven't had that training from their parents or the opportunity to be um, better at their finances? Are you finding, I guess, are you finding folks who don't know what questions to ask because they've never been in this situation?
0: Yeah, I guess I would say it's extremely uneven. like some people might be very uh really understand how their car loan works and it really read up on that but not it it, like people are very uneven with their personal finance information i um i like i didn't realize how kind of bad it was so like i would really recommend if you have a high schooler make them take personal finance more and more schools are requiring it my uh, my first one got away from me um before i realized how important it was and of course what's interesting and, and, and This is part of, we have a lot of scientific companies too. Uh, My oldest was very much all about those AP classes and honors. And she was in like all these bands and super, well, super academic type of a kid. Um, But we, so she didn't have room in her schedule right, for something like a semester personal finance. And I look back, that was a mistake. So by the time the second and the third one went, you know, I'm like, I don't force... Didn't force my kids to do a lot, but I'm like, you're going to find a semester to take personal finance. What a luxury to mm-hmm. have a whole semester mm-hmm. to be learning about compounding interest and how credit cards work and how the stock market works. Where you know, where else are you going to get a kid's going to get a chance to do that? So many of us didn't have that. Right. And had parents that didn't talk about that those type of things. I think it's more a little bit more open now with the current generations. But I, what yeah, I find is right. people are kind of all over the place. So right. I'll get the person that comes in that has no idea even what their interest rate is on their car loan. Uh, they know their monthly payment, but they don't even know how many months they agreed to. With younger wow. members, you know, right. you know, so we do a lot of education on. Um, I also find even our some of our older members forget that that you can refinance loans a lot of education on that Um, and this is swinging back to the whole pandemic so if you're worried about if you're going to have an issue with cash flow we actually did a couple um webinars on if you've been at our COVID 19 webinar Mm -hmm. we called it um that you got to look at your cash flow situation and a lot of people don't realize you can refinance car loans and home loans and you can say you're not stuck in a high interest loan necessarily. Of course, you have to be approved. There's, I'm not a loan officer, and there
2: could be a cost to it. There can that, that's can be. that's always a hidden issue. Oh yes,
0: you are, well not not a, not at our credit. <laughs> well, true, very true. <laughs> yeah. Yes,
2: when I see that in the paper this morning with the 2.3 <laughs> <laughs> interest rate on 15 year yeah. loans, I'm like, okay, how much is that going to cost? Uh,
0: but so? w- but we'll tell you. Yeah, we'll tell you. We'll tell you. And and our consumer loans, we don't charge application fees, which is something that's, oh, that's changing, huge even in our industry. But right? um, Um, Sometimes folks don't realize, look and see, it might be worth the time to see if you can maybe, if you're having income loss from the pandemic, maybe you want to refinance your home or your car, get your payment lowered, push out a little longer, just in case. Actually, um, I had a colleague in financial coaching at another um, credit union. That's what him and his wife did. They had like 10 years left on their mortgage, but the wife was concerned that she was going to lose her job. Um, So they refinanced and they took it out 30, Mm -hmm. much lower payment. Just in case, no. You can always put extra on the principal, and if right. you're, you're with an ethical financial institution, we put the extra payment on the principal. Um, so those understanding that those options are available. Again, what's the current problem? How do we solve the problem? And right. Can we use our financial products and our financial education to help you get where you're you want to be? Or even and sometimes it's just removing some anxiety, right? From financial well,
2: situations. I, I think people get so anxious they stop asking questions mm-hmm. and. I'm notorious for. If the first time I got a home loan, I talked to that uh, loan officer for six weeks. <laughs> I drove that man crazy. See
0: if he and I, they would have sent you to me. Yeah, there <laughs> <So> you go. <laughs> but, but the more people said, "Go talk to that lady." Exact, over there. But I <laughs> knew,
2: I knew what I was walking into. Yeah. You know, because it scares you to no end when you walk in and you start signing all those paperwork, and it's just your name, and you're like, "What am I doing?" You know. But it, I think that's really the message that we're trying to get across today is there's so much out there so many resources but you got to ask those questions you got to get yourself started so
0: and right. we're very lucky in central ohio we have a lot of very strong credit unions and good good community banks but you you do you the peace of mind of working with an institution that you know is has your interest at heart that's right. that's like the whole credit union thing right. so the, uh, and that's really important
1: all right Okay. We uh we talked a little bit about the one one to one financial coaching available. Of course, that's been put on hold, but we'll come back. Of course, okay. you know it'll it's going to look different. Everything's going to look different outside of the pandemic. But of course, the one one to one financial coaching is going to be available. But we, you know we haven't talked a little bit about, and this extends right to that one to one financial. Is is the corporate members. And their employees, what goes on, you, you know, you have that special relationship with corporate members. Me you also provide, I'm not saying anything different to their members, mm-hmm. but at the same time, the corporate members are there for a reason. Could you right. go into that a little bit about what you do with corporate members and their employees? Okay. Well, we call
0: them preferred employees. employers. Okay. Okay. Um, and those are companies that we partner with to bring the optional benefit of joining the credit union to mm-hmm. their employees. And um, and it's typically uh, we work with HR people, often with the benefits manager at mm-hmm. a company that wants to make uh, sound and ethical financial services easy for their employees to mm-hmm. access. And by that, I mean like a safe place to save, a fair place to borrow, a free way to pay, and convenient way to pay your bills. And um, what our employers like, and most do, take advantage of our financial wellness offerings we provide um like lunch pre-pandemic we would go in and do lunch and learns and um, we would often uh, even let them survey their employees and we would help them with the survey on what do you want to learn about and we would be able to provide those results back. And often it would be home buying. Sometimes it's debt management. Every group is kind of different. And then we could bring that lunch and learn, which now our webinars. I did eight webinars this week for Preferred Employers. <laughs> so <laughs> they're still taking it. The, the companies that were able to pivot and that had a lot of um, mm-hmm. workers at home, you know, everything's, once things sort of settled down, we, again, were about meeting the needs and solving the problem. Our uh, business development team went out and said, hey, we can help. If, if you guys are, you know, once, once people figured out how to use Zoom and the other platforms. Um, so we are primarily doing Zoom, but I've been on WebEx, I've been on Teams, I've been on, I think about five different platforms um, for uh, the, our um, webinars and getting very good response to the employees. So that's how we have made the pivot for the financial education support for the employees. And again, back to that, um, and we were well set up for this. All our stuff has always been online on our website. You could always join the credit union, which means opening a savings account, apply for a loan. We had all that was in place already. We just, um, it's much more utilized now that that's Mm -hmm. the safest way is to stay home and do it at home. Right. So
3: we provide the employers with the
0: education
3: as well as. um, And it makes the benefit, it makes the employer, the HR or the benefits person, it, it meets that need for them because, you know, they're still being looked to by their employees to provide wellness Benefits, You know, that's that was their role in person. Well, for them to be able to count on us to be able to still provide that service and and meet that need to provide the financial education portion of their benefits program, Um, you know, just making sure, like Nancy said, utilizing our business development team Mm -hmm. and making sure that they're going outside on site. Virtually to these employer groups, and uh, and communicating what we're still able to provide, uh, especially with Nancy and the financial education team's help. Um, and and Nancy, you she does so much beyond just the the workshops and uh, providing those virtual seminars. They have articles that they write. They have um, newsletters that they send out. They have um, li- just little tips that they send out to these uh, to these employer groups to be able to. Put on their intranet or put in their newsletters, and and those are things that we're starting to put on our website as well to make available to all of the um, you know general membership and general population. But um, really, uh, helping to utilize the you know she mentioned all of our online tools. We have mm-hmm. um, we have little uh, modules that we with a partner organ- partner company that we work with that has. How many modules are there? Oh, there's over 30. So, 30 modules on different, that are just, you know, couple minute long clips that they can watch and learn just snippets about each of these topics. We've got a partner that provides, if you prefer to read an article on our website, you can go and access articles if you just prefer to read something and not have like the cartooning module. Um, So, just different ways to learn. And, uh, you know, we, again, like Nancy said, have just tried to, take note of the different ways that people want to get this information Mm -hmm. and absorb information and try to work with not only the public and the community, but also uh, these employer groups to meet that need and to make sure they're aware of all of the services that we still have available and that just because we're in a pandemic right now, we are still here and we, we don't you know, we can do this virtually. We can serve their employees and serve our members um, without having to be in front of them and, and making sure they know that, you know, it's not going to be extra work. We're going to do all the work for you. So uh, just sh- making sure we're constantly uh, sending things out and making information available. Mm-hmm.
0: I think we also just really had good timing with the whole wellness movement um, for companies or corporate um, corporations that want are providing wellness programming for their employees. With a lot of our employees, we were like the last piece of the puzzle. Oh, the, okay. the financial wellness, like, yeah. like we've got the yoga person coming in, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. dietitian coming in, and the smoking cessation, whatever your wellness program has. A lot of for uh, we we actually did very well with the wellness type of HR person is, that's looking for financial wellness because if you kind of peel back the onion of adults being not well there is some research coming out that a lot of times at the core, the stress is financial stress mm-hmm. yeah. and a financially stressed employee is not focused. And right. we come in and say, we're going to support your employees wherever they're at and um, help them move forward. And we can bring in these workshops and we don't, that's a free benefit to our company. So we've um, we're doing okay. <laughs> I'd say we're doing, a, we, we're we busy. busy in yeah. our financial. We, I, I, we refer to as financial wow. wellness program for our companies, for our um, members in the community. We've, that tend to use more the language of financial education, but it's basically all you know pretty much the same stuff. Right. So,
2: so BMI is on duty twenty four seven. I think <laughs> in the paper. I
3: here. know Nancy made the mistake of giving a lot of her one on one counseling her cell phone number because <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh no, oh no. You know you what's know,
0: that's, that's, that's also about meeting people where they're at though because you can get a lot done texting. Oh yeah! Like I'll have members will just text me a real quick question, mm-hmm. and, and I'm I'm am okay with that. And I do know how to. I've had to learn how to like shut it down at a certain <laughs> time. But you, but you know well, it's, it's we like to you know we love seeing our members move forward. We're you know it's it's what we're about, and um you can tell I really like what I do, and I like that BMI. It just is a real good match for how we what we're telling our employers how we want to support their people and our members and our employees too.
2: Well, we've we've sort of touched on my next question here and there through our conversation. Um, technology has taken a whole new um, level for all of us in our work world and in our private world. And um, as you had mentioned earlier, Sarah, you know, folks who never would have thought of doing online banking are now well within it. Mm-hmm. Are there um, things that we can make sure that? Uh, our audience knows that you're doing with the members in that whole issue of using the technology and being able to save money, transfer accounts, pay bills, whatever, you know, is, is there anything else out there that BMI is doing in um, those positive changes in technology to assist members from the, the from the perspective of they're having trouble technically mm-hmm. doing it? Is there anything else that we haven't covered?
3: I, I, not that i can think i okay. guess my only thing to reiterate would be if you're feeling frustrated with technology right call yes mm-hmm. contact mm-hmm. us like it technology is frustrating i i don't oh. know about you guys but i am all daily frustrated with something going on with like i something doesn't load or something i i get an email that something and, and i have to i can't find a customer service number on Bed Bath & Beyond's oh, website to exactly. save my life <laughs> exactly, and, and I just want to find out where my chair is you know and Talk I, mean, to a person. <laughs> so I just I but they now I feel like they've almost buried customer service numbers because they don't want you to call they want you to use the robot chat and they want you to you know use those type of features that don't take a person and I just I guess that's what I love at BMI is that um, and I know a lot of like you said local credit unions local banks um, you know they still have that uh, that person that contact and that they can trust and talk to and so I would just again encourage people to make sure they have a financial institution that they feel like they have a person mm-hmm. yes um, and that they they have uh, and you know knowing that we have an on-site contact center um, and a, and a you know, actual humans to talk to because I think that there have been situations where you're just frustrated with, you know, the, the website, the technology, anything. And it's, and rather than just saying, this doesn't work, like I'm frustrated, just, I I know that it can be challenging to call or, and it's an extra step, but we really want to help people understand the, um, benefits that right. some, that this type of, uh, service that having an online, um, you know, ability to do your own banking, your own financing online, your own budgeting. I mean, the, my finance tool is very cool. It, it really does. You can tag things, you can split mm-hmm. tags you to get reminders. to put it, you get reminders, you get texts, like you are at 80% of your budget. Um, and, it, it does really cool things and uh you know I think that you can utilize those and you can set them up and and then just forget about it like it automatically does things and tracks things for you and um you know I think it's still important to go in and look at your your yes. money every day yes. <laughs> and and where your spending is and what money's coming out and making sure that for security reasons right um right. you know and and keeping uh, an eye on your finances not just trusting an automated system to do that, uh, but just feeling comfortable enough to call in and talk to a person, and knowing that you can do that um, on site as well. You know that you can just stop in and, if you want, to sit down with somebody and have them explain it to you. Um, I, I that's my advice. Just make sure you you are with a financial institution that you feel like you can talk to a person and that they can guide you when you feel that frustration or when you feel like, um, there's a change that has been, uh, I don't want to say forced on you, but encouraged, yeah. right. Um, nudged, right. They got, nudged, nudged, right? They got nudged. nudged. And, um, you know, that, that can be challenging. And so just to to make sure you have an open mind and utilize the resources that are available to you that can help guide you. Mm-hmm. you
0: know, and I've had several members that are maybe trying to uh, like take a run in online banking that used to come in, maybe our more mature members and I've often told them, you know, get on your tablet or whatever, what do you have and make sure it's password protected internet mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're not at, on, on you're not on public Wi-Fi and then pick up your phone and call our contact center. And they're mm-hmm. going to be talking to our people who are our high level member service people who they're not scripted. They are problem solvers. And their goal is to solve your problem. And it's there. I can't um, underestimate or I don't. There, we have a really good team in our call center and they have been very busy with the Mm -hmm. pandemic and helping members try online banking or do the bill pay. And then kind of once you get going, it becomes better. And our stuff is getting better all the time and more intuitive. So, um, and there's not a
3: like that's um, not to get, but there's not like a rush to get you off the phone. Like they don't try to rush to get to the next call. They encourage, we encourage our contact center to take the time, explain it to them, work through it. You don't have to get so many calls in an hour, you know, like to actually help the person. And so again, just find Hmm. someone that you feel like you are comfortable when you call in, that they're taking the time to solve Hmm. your problem and not just, like, check a box that they said something and then move and on. I got to you the off. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: I did have a complaint from a member this week connected that he had to wait when he called our contact center. And I was like, wow, we try so hard to not make people wait. How long did you have to wait? Five minutes. Uh, (laughs) And I'm like, well, I don't think we're doing that bad because then I, you know, I just explained to him, you know, lots of folks like you are calling in for support now. So thank you for your patience. Mm -hmm. I actually felt pretty
3: good about that. Mm -hmm. But we have a real nice team in there. So I would say five minutes is probably on the high end of the typical wait. Yeah, yeah, really. But if if you're used to calling in and literally a person answering the phone, we never (laughs) used to even have the recording at the beginning when you called in. We had a person pick up. Her right. name was Sandy. <laughs> she be in my federal credit union. How, how can I help? You? I mean, it was that level. Well, then you grow to a certain point. You have to have uh, yeah. some kind of prompt. But mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's yeah. amazing how oh. quickly they can. Um, they like you said they're problem solvers, and and having that resource. And we get a lot of referrals into the financial education program
0: from our contact
3: center. So if a
0: member is asking a lot of questions about a home buying, or they'll say, "Well, you know, we've got a webinar coming up, or do you want oh, to talk good. to someone?" Great. and yeah. they, We have systems where they can put them in, or a member maybe is struggling with overdrafting their checking account a lot, and our contact center will say, "Maybe we might have someone that could help you. Um, mm-hmm. if you spend some time with you." So, so. It, it all kind of works together. Wonderful.
2: Wonderful.
1: All right. Well, with the move to online, uh, there can be, you know, more of an op- opportunity for someone to take information that they shouldn't be taking, you know, stolen information and such like that or but they can happen even writing a check and 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 such. Would you talk a little bit about how first of all, I want to make sure that the listener understands if they think something's gone and uh, that Somebody's uh, that their information has been stolen or, you know, their accounts been compromised that they do need to call and, and tell you. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be shy because it has to be taken care of. And, and I think everything we've talked up to this point is that it makes it sound that you guys are very welcoming to these kind of calls. Right. <laughs> Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Can you talk a little bit about maybe some processes or just what's, what would happen if somebody calls and says, I think this is going on. Can you help me?
0: Well, it, and we do encourage our members, even if you're not sure, like maybe you think you lost your credit card. right? Not that Simple it was stolen. As that. We're like, if there's any twinge of doubt, call us because we can shut these things down temporarily. The technology is so much better now than when I started. We can shut a card down even temporarily and turn mm-hmm. it back on. Actually, our, our members, if they have our app, can do it themselves. Um, we have Wonderful. that now. But Wonderful. however, in the panic of that kind of thing, sometimes you forget about that. We're like, call us as soon as you can. I also encourage our members to make sure they have our customer service or our member service phone number in their phone already. So if you're getting an email or something that looks suspicious, mm-hmm. you don't, don't ever respond to the email. Call the number that you know is ours. You know, that's another tool. And um, uh, the faster you call us, the better. Even if it's something for a very small change, we want to know because we can... Close those cards down temporarily Mm -hmm. reissue cards we're very aggressive about that Um, really the most important thing for everyone is just keep an eye on your money keep an eye on those accounts if there's anything um, you know gone are the days where you can wait for your statement to come and review it. third you know review it then there are some people that still do that and actually you're you're actually protected for pretty good windows of time Mm -hmm. if it's debit card or credit card use there's some consumer protections Mm -hmm. that the law has in there but it's really about keeping an eye on things, and that um, we do a, a workshop on identity theft, and we actually have a page on our website too, and our identity theft um, um, information center that is also it's under the financial education center. Where it, uh, and we built that in response to the panic of thinking something had been compromised. What do you do first? And it kind of lays it out for you: call here, do this, file this, and um, um, and and helps walk the members through that. And actually, what I found out after we got that up was our employees were using it too. When members were coming in, it was a good go-to for our employees to make sure they didn't miss anything oh, supporting amazing. the members. Okay. I don't know if that's answering your question. The it main is. thing no, is it keep is. an eye yeah. on your money. Anybody that you owe money to, anybody that you're saving your money with, open those statements, open those emails, keep a good eye on them. And if you get any twinge of doubt, call in and... Um, in the panic of the moment, our people will walk you through what to do, too. So. One
2: of the, the comments that Sarah made earlier, too, is be careful if when you're online and not at home. Yeah. You know, when you're at Panera, that may not yeah, be no. the place yeah. to do financial yeah. transactions on your laptop. So. Please don't. Yeah, yeah. No, no public Wi-Fi, <laughs> no airports. Yes. Don't no the, airports. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's, but say you slipped up and panicked. You know, you just got to keep an extra close eye on things, right. and um, even and there is something out there where sometimes there's fraud. With they, they'll just charge a little small amount, so you'll neglect Oh, it's just a few dollars. I probably forgot, oh. and then three months later, they've confirmed it's a real account. So we even want you to call us, no matter what the amount is, if you're not sure. It good belongs point. There. That's a good point.
2: So, yeah, right.
3: and, the and they'll tools send those are small dollar tests, yeah, right, uh, to try to see if it will go through, and then. And get you late, and, and
0: yeah, ha- and the other thing for our um, mature members is to be for every member really is be really careful about who you're sharing your credentials with. Mm-hmm. If you're giving someone your mm-hmm. debit card to use, or you're um, letting someone help you with your online banking, we really have to have all that stuff on high alert because you're authorizing use of your accounts, and right. and, and that gets really tricky. Um, but you know the solution isn't that hard. Change your password. Right. If you've done it, you know what I mean. Like, don't panic. Just change your password if you're worried. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, so, and, and very specific. You know, there's, you know, if there's been something on your visa that's fraudulent, we have a process where you file the dispute, um, and Visa, you know, the majority of the time will make you write again. Same with your debit card. If there was a, a something um, not right on your debit card, we we make our members whole in the overwhelming majority of times. Um, the most important thing for the member to know is don't wait a second stop right. immediately and call us right and that that way we can limit losses and um, help you the most well
2: and i the the amount of online uh transactions that we're all doing the, the mm-hmm. purchasing and now with what you were recording this before the holidays so now with yeah. the holidays coming up you know we're all going to be really really active online and uh, how many times do weird things pop up on your websites? You're yeah. like, oh, that's really cool. Maybe I should uh, buy one of those for some so and so. And you're, you know, and suddenly you're way deep in bad weeds. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. you just have to be really careful. And,
0: and generally speaking, with online banking, and there's some debate even at the credit union about this. I would prefer members to use their credit cards online and not their debit cards. Right. Right. Um, there's more protections with credit cards, and if your debit card is compromised, your checking account gets emptied out. And we'll make you right again, but it can get complicated. Oh, absolutely. Like, a bill that's an, uh, that you have an auto pay hits and it overdraws even more. It just is much more complicated, where if it's a credit card, you've got the power of the Visa credit card company behind you, and mm-hmm. you're not out the money yet. So generally right. speaking um, – I think it's much safer to use a Visa right. or I'm sorry a credit card online than a debit card. Right. You know, right. So.
2: so, my my last question is for those of us who are older listeners Either getting ready to retire, uh, in the middle of trying to retire, or into retirement. Um, Any words of advice? Any kinds of things that you're helping those members do?
0: Well, I do have to clarify that financial coaching is not financial planning. We Mm -hmm. do not provide investment services or investment advice. Right. However, we do have members across the age band, and when our um, older members are having these concerns, oftentimes um, what our financial education program can support them with is, um, first off, I can send you some stuff on how to evaluate a financial planner that guides you on questions to ask if you're looking for one. Right. Again, it's education. Um, Secondly, I often will often talk about, well, where are you at in the process? We can help you, um, support you with doing your retirement budget. Like have right. you taken the time to figure out what your monthly costs are going to be mm-hmm. and what it's going to take to maintain your lifestyle or your new lifestyle you're trying. And just sitting down and doing a, a monthly budget, like gather up your bills. Let's sit down and see what do you need every month. Do you know how to find out what social security, what your social security payment is? Mm-hmm. That's again, it's this is it's in the realm of education. So let's just sit down and more than nuts and bolts. What does it cost you to live every month? And some people have a pretty good grip on that, others really don't keep good track. And then um, the whole going on to Social Security's website now, you can get your there's calculators to estimate what you're right. going I've seen that be a huge relief to a lot of members because don't forget, you can do this starting at 62, and then we educate on, um, you know, this isn't a Social Security webinar, but the later you wait, the higher your payment. Well, help them figure out right. if, if they're eligible right. and what they're going to get, and that can help relieve them. And then that's part of your budget too, and um, work out those things. Um, and also a lot of focus on... Um, I think sometimes people forget. Let's not just—it's not just that you have a huge four hundred and one k. It's also what your budget is going to demand. And let's try to get that house paid off or that car paid off before you go part time, right? Wherever you're at, or before you retire. And people do forget about that. I had a friend that her kids were telling her, "Oh, you should lease your next car. It's awesome to lease." Oh. And then she called oh, me. So, what do you think about leasing? And I was like, "Wait a minute! Didn't you tell me last call that you were thinking about retiring in three years?" So if you buy a car, do you want a paid off car, or close to paid off, or do you want a lease payment? Right, like just hadn't really thought that through. Um, you know, you could, you do what's right for you, but that's kind of what our coaching is. Let's look at all the options and help you get the goal. And and a lot, it's not always about. It's great if you have a huge retirement fund but it's it's also really good to make sure you're going into those years with low debt and that's really not just in retirement it's really everywhere we want to get out of debt right. but particularly if when we're going to exit or back out of the income producing years we want to make sure our payments are low or done with so that's more along the lines that we can support Wonderful. Folks with. but if you need advice on how to invest your 401k that you're going to roll over into IRAs that we can't tell you how to invest it, but I, I do actually spend time explaining to people how that works. Like, what is an IRA as opposed to a 401k? Those kind mm-hmm. of education is what we do in coaching. Um, and then I have some really nice pieces from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau that we share with members on, again, how to pick a financial planner. I really like this piece, too. give a lot of these out. These are from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and the FDIC on money smarts for older adults we talked about okay. scams it's
2: we'll put we will put a link to that it's probably print. on it's probably online <laughs>
0: um, well it is through their website but right. I, these are actually right. free i just got a box of 30 of these so if somebody would like that we can you know send it out to and i try to get them out okay. to the branches okay. um
2: if, if you think about pieces, it Nancy send me the link and we'll absolutely um, we can add that to our and, show notes and we have our identity
0: mm. theft action plan that's our in-house piece where 10 things like concrete things you can do to watch out for identity theft, and one of them is to um, uh, have the phone number of all your financial providers in your phone already, things Mm -hmm. like that, and we can give you that, and as well as a link to where our webinars are posted in our online learning center and our financial coaching piece, too.
2: You know, one of the things, and this just sort of popped into my head, that because I don't have children, I've really tried to do a lot with my Um, who would be the executor of my estate Mm -hmm. in uh, making sure they know all of the stuff that I'm doing too. So I think that's an important message for older members of our audience, actually any member of our audience, is that somebody can track your financial situation if you get into a problem. It's not just having the power of attorney, but making sure whoever has that power of attorney has what they know, what they need You know, we do have those
0: passports. I still have a box of those. We have like a little, it's called a passport piece where you can list all your accounts, Mm -hmm. where everything is. And the reason that it's actually very important, we were just talking about this because it used to be when you passed away, the person who took care of your estate would just get your mail for a couple months. Right, and the, the the bills would come in, the statements from your bank accounts would come in. But now, now with most people having it online, that's it's been a little more complicated. So that is important, and it doesn't even have to be in a fancy piece, but that you have that listed somewhere and you've given it to right. a trusted person. But
2: as you were saying, change your password. You have to let people know you've changed your yeah, password.
0: <laughs> be very protective of your online credentials. Though. Exactly. Be super protective of them. Yes. And, um, uh, you Absolutely.
2: Know, change so. them
0: frequently. I know ours, uh, we just had to do these really long ones. Um, that's the latest, by the way, that it used to be like eight and mixed characters that apparently we have learned mm-hmm. from our IT people, that it's really better to just have a really to long. To have a passphrase. Brothers. Brothers.
2: Have a phrase, yeah. right? Yeah. So we're, we're making we we had that, that, that on switch. another
0: podcast too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah.
3: So no more no thing. more yes. at symbols instead it, of a's. Yes, it's, exactly. Yeah, it, well,
2: and it's not, and I thought it was acronyms, but it's not that. It's an actual phrase yeah. that no one else would with spaces. Think to use.
0: Who would have known you could put spaces in your? Yeah, mm-hmm. but we like you know we want our members to be to reach their financial goals and like we like to say we're going to support you with making your dreams come true and if. Uh, financial services and products are a part of that like home loans and things like that and um Uh, we like to be a part of that. And we want us to make sure our members are educated in their choices and making the best choices for them. And we're real proud of that at the credit union. Mm -hmm. So thank you. um,
2: That was a great, great summary of all of the. I guess so.
1: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. The words right out of my mouth. Exactly. And And, and (laughs) as we talked about, we'll have all the uh, resources and things we're talking about here in the podcast show notes. And Mm -hmm. uh, actually uh, maybe a couple of call to action, some things that Nancy brought up. We'll uh, ask our listeners if they're interested, will uh, Get an email in the podcast show notes on how to get them and contact you. We won't give the phone number because we don't want you, te- you know, anybody texting you for this information. Right.
0: But <laughs> well, well, you know, and we're too, what I'm doing It's interesting too with the pivot to virtual. Like I connect well with members over the phone or the folks that are coming in for the financial coaching. It's working. And we have Zoom is available. We're set up where we can use Zoom. But most people are saying let's just do the phone call. Mm. But I'm also putting things in the mail. Because it is, if, if a member wants this like Money Smart for Older Adults, I'll say, do you want the digital version? But I, I could send you the book. And I will, our more mature members kind of prefer to actually have exactly. hands on. And it, it, it's, other folks do too. But I actually, I go in about once a week and I have little booklets about how to save, how to understand your credit. I kind of was a collector of that information pre-pandemic. I got loads of that content. And if we do a workshop on credit, we'll ask the folks, if you'd like us to send you a, this booklet, we can do that. And, you know, you always get a few that mm-hmm. want it. So mm-hmm. I actually have my schedule. I go in once a week and I do a little bit of mailing out of content to people. Nice. But it's also another way to be present and support them where they're at. Maybe they right. don't want to read it online. Maybe right. they want to have it in their hands.
2: Uh, so. e- even younger folks, were all tired yes. of being online. Yes. Exactly.
0: So, Absolutely. Yeah. Thank
2: you so much, yeah. both of you. It was, good to, you nice. you. It was good to see you. good to see you, too. And thank you so much for being with us today and all of your time and expertise.
0: Thanks for having us. Thank you.